What's up, everybody? It's your favorite coach, Coach Vaughn, and this is the Coach Vaughn Podcast, where it's just you and me, baby, one-on-one. You know how I do. I talk about whatever's going on in the sports world, a stream of thought from my mouth to your ears, and it anchors right into that real-life stuff, love, basketball, comedy. You know how I do, like I said. And if you want to hear me talk about any of these things with my comedian friends and other people in the entertainment world, that's my grown-as-fuck podcast. Don't miss that either. It gets really real. And don't miss me on on the hot mic app doing live broadcasts of football basketball wrestling all kinds of stuff the invite code is coach vaughn to get on a hot mic app where you can follow me there and not miss any of my live broadcasts and i post all of this stuff on my social media go to grownafcomedy.com and you could get links to everything so you don't miss anything that i'm doing including my live stand-up comedy shows don't miss me anywhere doing anything but for right now, you, me, one, 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 on, one, Coach Vaughn Podcast. Let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Coach Vaughn Podcast, where ball is life. Literally, as I discuss current events on and off the court of the sports entertainment world as it relates to us in everyday life. I'm your host, comedian Vaughn DiCarlo, a.k.a. Coach Vaughn, and Coach Vaughn is on. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Von DiCarlo. Uh, you could get links to all my social media by going to coachvonpodcast.com. So listen, July is fast approaching. And as I have mentioned before, I have a decision to make. Prior to lockdown, just to catch people up who may not know what I'm talking about, um, my stand-up comedy schedule was popping. And my other podcast and YouTube show, Grown As Fuck, was just starting and getting off the ground. And I was getting into a nice little groove. And I was about 10 episodes in and boom, coronavirus, lockdown. I was also scheduled to pitch a new show idea to a major network the same week as lockdown. I don't know if I told y'all that on the, the last episode I discussed, you know, my upcoming July dilemma. I don't know if I mentioned that, but I was. That Friday, to be exact, I was supposed to pitch this new sh- show idea. Canceled, boom, done. Everything is on pause. Then on top of the pandemic that we have going on and all this lockdown uh, riffraff, we have police brutality and social injustice showing its ugly face everywhere. Of course, why not? Come on, 2020, lay it on us, right? And long story short, here we are in June. Listen to past episodes to catch up on all the other stuff that I discussed before. But here we are in June in phase two of reopening New York City. And unlike the NBA players scheduled to go to Disney in Orlando soon to finish the season, uh, I don't have a magical ring. Did you guys hear about this ring? The decision I have to make in July is whether or not I am going to perform uh, at the Plaza Hotel in Vegas at Comedy Works. If it's if they are, in fact, open, I'm scheduled to be there and I, I, I don't have a magical ring. Did you guys read about this ring or hear about it on any of your whatever you listen to as far as NBA stuff. If not, it's a it's a smart tech ring that could provide early detection of of COVID symptoms. And it's made by um, Aura Health or Aura Health. It's spelled O-U-R-A. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but they found that this mystical, magical ring <laughs> could help track coronavirus um, symptoms 
up to three days before the symptoms even show up. What? I want one. How can I be down, right? The NBA sent out a memo to all his players laying out all the safety measures and everything that would be implemented when the season starts at or restarts. I should say, at the Walt Disney World Resort in, in Orlando. And among, amongst these guidelines is the option of wearing this new smart ring that I'm personally calling a magical, mystical ring. <laughs> because I just, it's, it's so amazing that I can't even fathom in my head how it does what it does. But it does what it does. That's what they say. Uh, but the, the operative word in uh, the guidelines that the NBA has set is option there is an option of wearing the rings how is the ring optional i mean i've i've had my reservations from day one about the nba restarting the season just like i have reservations about new york restarting and the rest of the damn world well not world but because some parts of the world are actually uh they've done better and they are back on track to an extent. And then there's other places in the world like Brazil that are doing not so well. But in terms of the United States, their cases are climbing. Social distancing has become a distant memory and masks are optional. There's that word again, optional. How is it optional? How? How is it optional to risk people's lives? I don't get it. It's, I'm, my brain is not connecting with this selfishness. How is it a quote unquote personal choice as people in the Trump administration like to say to risk other people's lives? How is that an option? How is that a personal choice? I, I don't know. I guess the sad truth about the world we live in is most people are selfish, quite frankly, and, and they don't give a damn about other people. So I guess it's a hard sell to tell someone to wear a mask based on the, based on the fact that they could save someone else's life when they don't give a damn about other people or saving their life. So technically you could have tested positive and not have any symptoms and be out living your best best uh mask free life and and pass pass the coronavirus to someone who could actually lose their life. But eh, you don't care. Long live yourself. Right. That's what it seems like people are on just this selfishness. It's just ridiculous. Now, considering the caring personalities of most of the NBA players, staff and and everyone involved in, in the NBA, uh, it's fair to assume that most of them, uh, from my observation, are pretty kind hearted and and not selfish, except for when it comes to winning a damn game and a ring, not wearing a ring. I don't know. We'll see about wearing the smart rings, but I think they'll be happy to wear the rings. I, I hope so. I hope my assumption is right. I know I would. If, if anybody in the NBA that is given <laughs> one of these mystical, magical smart rings and they don't want it, by all means, send it to me. Go to um, go to my bookings email and my bio on my social media and send it to me. Send it to me. If if you like um, to live, then basically you should put a ring on it. In my best Beyonce voice. If you like to live, then you should put a ring on it. Okay, that, that wasn't. Hold on. If you like it, then you should put. Wait. If you want to live, then you should have put a ring. Okay, I'm my always on beat sometimes thing ain't working out in my head right now. But y'all get what I'm trying to say in my best Beyonce voice. If you want to live, you better put a ring on it. 
if you want to live, then you better put a ring on it. There you go. <laughs> I got there, sort of, kind of. I, I have no idea, y'all, how this whole Disney thing is going to work out, uh, really. I don't. Without someone, you know, someone in the NBA family circle that's quarantined in their special little Disney area, they're going to go outside of that area. I I believe they'll wear the rings. I think they'll follow the rules as best they can. But it's going to be a lot of Dennis Rodman moments where it's like, oh, I got to get out of this little space. What's happening on the other side of the other side of the Disney? And what about the Disney staff? They're not quarantined there. They're not spending the night and living there. They come back and forth. They'll come in. They'll work. They'll go home. Who knows who they've been uh in contact with before before they come back to work the next day so that's very questionable and at the very least um they'll be in contact with their family at home and all those people have a life and jobs and they're going to and from and who knows who they came in contact with and then this disney employee lives with this person and then so on and so on and so on you you get the point now, I didn't read all the guidelines. Maybe they have, uh, I, I do know about some of the rules where there's fines if you do this or if you go out. There's there's rules and regulations, but I, I'm a little skeptical about the whole thing. But the show must go on, I guess. Life must go on. It, it's like masks are the new condoms. Like, like everyone knew about HIV and AIDS, right, back in the day back in the 80s when it first hit and but kids were still born in the 80s and 90s and beyond so you know before there was treatment and medicine and everyone was terrified not everybody was using a condom or even if they use the condom we know condoms can break right so it was still taking a risk even to this day if you don't use a condom you're taking a risk everybody has a certain amount of fear of STDs especially the ones that can take your life in in some capacity even though the the medicine at this point is very advanced you get what i'm saying everyone was scared at some at some point but the children were still born and i'm including myself in this right because my daughter was born in 99 so obviously you know children were born everyone was scared but they took their risks and and or with or without condoms so i guess just cross your fingers and pray right like I, I guess masks are our new condoms for Corona cooties. And I don't know about y'all, but I will be wearing my mask. Speaking of condomless Corona cooties, Trump had his pathetic cult rally. Oh my God. And out of the 6,200 people in attendance, maybe one or two had on a mask. I don't know, but it, it wasn't that many people there to begin with. And they said that they were handing, allegedly they were offering masks to people at the door. And most of them said, no, thank you. No, thank you. Because of course, President Goofball, Goofball in Chief, uh, is, he claims that, you know, it's a sign of weakness and la-di-da. When I come back, we'll get more into uh, that cult rally debacle 
<laughs> 6,200 people is so hilarious. I mean, what happened to the millions? What happened to all these people that wanted to sign, that signed up and registered to go and got their tickets? Make America great again. Keep America great again. Rally. Where, where, where are all those people at? We'll talk about it when I come back. Hey, hey now. You still with me? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Coach Vaughn podcast. I'm glad you're still with me. I really do enjoy your company. Yes, I absolutely do. And um, now that we're back, oh my God, let's talk about it. Let's talk about this epic, epic fail on, uh, what's his name? Donald Dunk. I mean, uh, Donald Dumb. Wait, what's his name again? President Donald Trump. It's it's so hard to let that roll off of your tongue, right? Ugh. Anyway, the epic fail <laughs> on President Donald Trump's return to the campaign trail was well deserved. This epic fail was well deserved. He deserved to look like the fool that he is. And when I tell you the rally and his speech, if you could call it that, Oh my God, it was so painful to watch. Painful because my gut was hurting from all the laughing. Like tears in my eyes, painful from the laughter. It was absurd, to say the least. Never mind that they were stupid enough to be bragging about the millions of people that signed up to attend, not realizing it was the TikTok kids pulling the wool over their beady little evil evil racist eyes. (laughs) Never mind all that. Uh, Let's just talk for a minute about the insanely poor set this failed comedian did last night. You know what? I take that back. Blasphemy. How dare I give him such a cool and honorable label like comedian? Please. He wish. He wish. Uh, that's, That's what he obviously tried to attempt from my point of view. From what I was looking at, that's what he attempted to do comedy because he damn sure wasn't discussing legislation the pandemic unemployment uh, or any other important issue that a presidential candidate should discuss right let alone a sitting president no what did he do he came out he didn't give us no plans for the future on any of those situations he bragged about things that he allegedly have done But he didn't discuss what he would do as a future president. He came out and did what appeared to me to be a five minute open mic set that he ran the light on by over an hour. It was painful. It was painful. And he didn't even bother using any new material. He used old bits from his campaign trail in 2016. And I I guess just vomited out his most recent and most insulting tweets that has gotten him a, a, a lot of uproarious applause on Twitter in the form of retweets and likes and comments and such. But much like in the real world of comedy, it's a lot different on stage than it is on Twitter, buddy. <laughs> the audience was so confused half the time. Uh, they didn't know when to laugh, when to clap when taboo it was it was so weird it was like he was having hot flashes like he was melting his face was all wet his nose looked like it was running 
he was lightly slurring and in some of his words and I was I was looking at this like is this man drunk did like he have a shot of Henny before he hit the mic like did he get two free drink tickets for this performance like what is going on I, I was like wow I wow 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 and nothing he does at this point surprises me but you still go wow just at how pathetic this he just is and as pathetic as it may sound, like I said, this was completely expected. No one has any real graceful Obama-like expect expectations out of him. No one, not even anybody in his, his, his crew, his immediate circle, his family. He's a dud. He's a dud. And dud was on full display at the cult rally. I was also wondering why he didn't reach out to some of his old WWE buddies for some of their writing staff to help him with his performance because he definitely he definitely thought he was in a ring talking smack to a wrestling crowd, right? Did you notice that? It seemed like, I, I don't know, I just wanted the, the glass to break and Stone Cold to come out and stunner his ass you know it's just I I was waiting for it I, I was waiting for it I felt like that should happen at some point but it didn't it didn't um not for nothing though uh when I say it seemed like he was talking to a wrestling fan type of crowd not for nothing he kind of sort of was if I'm being honest I was looking around at that crowd and as much as I love wrestling let me tell you something I have never ever 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 been to a live wrestling event i have enjoyed wwf and and uh back in the day when it was still wwf and wcw and when when they transitioned and merged i kind of fell off because it was like kind of whack uh and now wwe is is growing on me again but i have i've wanted to go to live events i just have never been to one of these live events because quite frankly those crowds scare me i'm like oh i do I, mm -hmm. I don't know and so i can see why um president dum dum would actually feel have the feeling that he was back in the wwe ring makes sense to me i just really wish Maybe at his next rally, we'll get that glass break and Stone Cold Steve Austin could come out and hand out, you know, a can of whoop ass. But anyway, it was it was so funny to me watching this crowd try to figure it, it all out, though. It just looked they all looked so confused. One of my favorite moments was when Trump was talking about all the good things he's done for the blacks, you know, all the blacks. Oh my, look at my African-American over there. You know how he do. And he was talking about all the jobs and 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 the unemployment, unemployment is at its lowest and all the high wages and all these great, he's done more for the black community uh, than anybody else ever, 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 right? We know the whole song and dance. Like I said, he hasn't used any new material. But it, it was just funny to me when when he his opening line to his because he had a lot of different goofy bits right in this so-called speech his opening line when he was starting to talk about all he's all the good things he's done for the blacks 
it was just funny to me to watch the crowd because they kind of paused at first when he was talking about them because it was like, wait a minute, do we cheer or do we boo? Do we cheer or do we boo? What do we do? Oh, we cheer? Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yay for the for the blacks. And then when he he said the kung flu, I can't, I can't, y'all, I can't, I can't. Oh yeah, they had a whole um, black section too. Speaking of his blacks, they had a whole black section that they segregated into their own little special area that the camera pan to quite often and I was like oh, okay that's nice they must feel special <laughs> goofballs well you know what let me let me not judge yeah let me not let me not be judge Judy there was but look there here's why I'm gonna say let me not judge but I'm, I'm judging but let me not judge because there was an ad I don't know if you guys saw this floating around the internet but there was an ad that was taken out a couple weeks before the rally in Tulsa that was calling for enthusiastic minorities to work as paid extras to carry signs at the rally and, and whatnot. So the the ad said that these people would receive community service hours in lieu of payment. And that's according to the ad. So that's what they meant by paid extras is that you would get community service hours so okay maybe some of my brothers and sisters that was there just needed to knock off some of them hours you know benefit of doubt you know I mean I wouldn't do it but I would just I would clean garbage off the side of the highways would be a, a better choice than sitting there you know pretending to be whatever you pretending to be for some community hours but but again let me let me not stick my nose in the air and judge I'm not living their life or walking in their shoes so maybe maybe some of them that were there just needed to knock off some of those hours but then I do believe some of them were there because they ain't seen the movie get out you know what I'm saying like them goofballs diamond and silk oh my god what an embarrassment oh my god if you don't know who Dominic Silk is, it don't even matter. Just know that these two, oh my God, these two women, these two black women, uh, they're just an embarrassment. <laughs> and by the way, they they blocked me on Twitter <laughs> because one night, it was like late. And if y'all follow me on, on Instagram or Twitter, especially, I stay up late. I'm a late. I'm a uh, night owl morning person and I'm just, I'm a comic. So I'm used to being out till 3 a.m. In, in, in general. So I'll be up late and I'll be scrolling around on Twitter talking mess or whatnot. And this one night, Dominant Silk had tweeted out for some reason, we just can't sleep or something like that, that we can't sleep. I can't sleep. They, they tweeted that out and I put, <laughs> That's your souls trying to tell y'all you ain't shit. <laughs> and they blocked me. And I laughed so hard. But anyway, again, who am I to judge? Whatever. Live y'all weird ass lives. I don't know. Uh, did you guys notice, though, how Trump, he stays with a quirky, disrespectful nickname for everybody and everything. Like Sleepy Joe, like the Kung Flu. Like how you... <laughs> He the coronavirus, he called it the, the Kung Flu. So he has all these 
you know, names and for everything and everybody. And it's always some disrespectful, hacky stuff. Everyone except Barack Obama. Did y'all notice he just instinctively refers to him as President Obama? As he should, as he's supposed to. But, you know, it's just it's just an instinct. Because he ain't got nothing on that man. He's still your president too, dumb, dumb in chief. Even he knows instinctively to put some respect on his name. Next time, here's a suggestion, uh, President Dumb Dumb in Chief. Next time, when you say President Obama, salute, okay? <laughs> you know, I'm being so petty today. I should check my period app. I am being petty wop V. Oh, my God. All jokes aside, one of the scariest things to watch at this uh, cult rally was him admitting to his cult rally audience that he told his team to slow down on the testing of COVID for the American people because new infections were harming the perceptions of his performance. What? How, first of all, how selfish and and absurd. This is, but this is more importantly, this is literally an abuse of power. It's a threat to the American public health, the world health. For this alone, he should be removed from office. He's incompetent. He's childish. He's selfish. He's a psychopath. He's all of these things. And every single person who holds the power to uh, initiate the 25th Amendment and, and move to get him removed from office based on his incompetence and his abuse of power, but they won't. They have just as much blood on their hands as Trump for their negligence. How could anyone support this self-centered psychopath at this point is beyond me. I, 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 I don't get it. I don't get it. Over 120,000 people dead, right? I don't even know the, the, the number anymore because I'm, I don't even, you can't even trust the numbers, right? Is that a true number? It, for all I know, it's 220,000. Who knows? Because he wants everything fabricated. Everybody is just a bunch of uh, data liars. Oh, my God. But whatever it is, 100,000, 120,000, uh, 200,000, or 2 million. One is too many, right? They're people. All these people died in just a short few months and he's worried about his own perception of his performance dude here's the irony right <laughs> he, it's okay he's like let everyone die as long as I look good right but here's the irony that he can't even see dude hundreds of thousands of American deaths on your watch makes you look horrible how is it possible that he can't see that? He's a disgrace. He's a disgrace to the highest uh, disgracetivity. <laughs> I mean, he bought, he brought disgrace to the highest, most pre prestigious office in the world, the White House. It's, it's forever disgraced by his name. His family is forever disgraced. If I was a cabinet member or, or just involved working with him at all or a family member, I would be so embarrassed. The Trump name and legacy is, is just forever trash. I would be so embarrassed if I, if I was Ivanka, I would be embarrassed. I would be embarrassed. I would be like, uh, hi, uh, my name is Ivanka 
uh, uh, Jackson. Andrew Jackson is my daddy. No, Lincoln. Ivanka Lincoln. No, fuck it. How about Ivanka Obama? <laughs> that has a nice ring to it. But you know what? It's His family is just as evil and selfish as he is. So they don't even know that they should be ashamed. She don't know. She She doesn't know that she should be ashamed. The bad apple doesn't fall far from the bad, hunched over, incompetent tree. Okay? Just a disgrace. All of them. All of them. That rally was <laughs> a disgrace as a presidential speech and a comedy set. And the, and the sad thing is, here's the sad, sad thing. If that was actually what he did, if that speech was actually a stand-up comedy set and he was really a comedian, everyone would have lost their minds. He would have had to immediately, uh, he would have been forced to apologize like immediately for everything everything and he would have been canceled until he apologized and possibly thereafter it's just weird I don't know what kind of weird matrix this world is we're living in but I haven't lost my mind yet I, I don't think I have I, I do believe two plus two still equals four um I don't know I, I don't know all I know is uh, it, everything is just weird but speaking of twos and fours, y'all, my birthday is June 24th. Um, I don't know why I just did that high-pitched singy song thing like I'm so excited. I don't know. I, should I be excited? I'm grown as fuck. It's my birthday, so what? Yay, I made it another year. Um, maybe the NBA, well, somebody will let them know that I would like for them to put a ring on it and give me one of them smart rings uh, for my birthday and maybe they'll send me one and then I can live my best smart life with a mask and a ring. Um, but yeah, my birthday is June 24th and that's probably a couple of days after you're listening to this podcast or um, if you're listening to it way after, it doesn't matter. June 24th is my birthday and as of right now, it's coming up in a few days and it, I would love for you guys to wish me a happy birthday on social media and send gifts to my podcast, okay? <laughs> if you're feeling generous, you know, go to coachvonpodcast.com and click on the support, listen and support, and you'll see where you can contribute to my podcast for as little as 99 cents a month, right? Or more. So, you know, hook a sister up for her birthday. That would be cool. I used to have a Patreon, uh, which a lot of you did su subscribe to, but I shut it down because I couldn't get the live stream stuff going like how I wanted. And I had the new Grown as Fuck podcasting YouTube show coming out. So I felt like I should shut the Patreon page down. And um, so I felt like if I wasn't able to really give the people who signed up what they were subscribing to, then of course I should shut it down. But now you could put all that same energy into the podcast directly. And you could do that for Grown Grown AF, or you could do that for Coach Vaughn Podcast, which you're listening to now. So I, I'll assume that um, the support that you want to give is for this one in particular. It, whatever you do is greatly appreciated. And it would be such a cool birthday gift. If you were a top tier subscriber, by the way, now that I'm talking about the old Patreon thing, FYI, my top subscribers on Patreon got those one-on-one -on -one, uh, videos and stuff, those those private one-on-one -on -one time videos. I moved all of the one-on-ones to my website, so you can still sign up for that if, if, you, if that was what you enjoyed um, as well, if that's your interest. 
I was thinking about doing, have you guys heard of this new thing called fan bound? I don't know if you've heard of that. I've been thinking about doing that. It's sort of like cameo. Uh, I, I know a lot of people have heard of cameo. It's where um, some of your favorite celebrities send you like personalized videos, like birthday shout outs and stuff like that. And it's really cool. And it's a way to have like a personal connection with your fans and followers individually outside of social media and and all of that. It's more personalized, sort of like my one on one that I did on Patreon that's now available on my website. So anyway, I was thinking about doing fan bound because, well, one, they reached out to me and Cameo didn't. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, but they did reach out to me and, but they seem to have a lot of new options that Cameo doesn't offer and that um, I'm not offering directly on my website. So, and that's in addition basically to personalized video messaging. So I'm looking into it. And I, I would actually love to hear your thoughts on this. Let me know if Fanbound is something that you guys will be interested in. And if it is, I'll definitely get it popping. But for now, you have the one-on-ones on my uh, website if you want to do that. Anyway, happy birthday to me in a few days. And if, if you don't want to do anything but say happy birthday, that's fine too. Just do it through Venmo. <laughs> Same handles on my social media at Bondi Carlo. Drop a sister some coins. <laughs> I'm just I'm kidding you don't have to do anything you could just say happy birthday Vaughn happy birthday Vaughn and remember to use the hashtag uh, coach Vaughn when hitting me up on social media so that I know you're discussing something from this podcast or any previous episodes of the coach Vaughn podcast and, and thank you so much for listening to the coach Vaughn podcast where ball is life literally I look forward to vibing with you next time coach Vaughn out that's it thank you for listening to the coach Vaughn podcast and be sure to follow me on social media at Vaughn DiCarlo on Twitter and Instagram and you can also find all my links to my comedy shows and my other podcast the grown as fuck podcast at grownafcomedy.com don't forget to leave me a voice message and tell me all your grown as fuck gripes go to grownafcomedy.com right now see ya